Just a brief note before we begin, I apologize for not being able to be visibly present. Um, for some reason, my desktop app is uh, failing to work, so I'm working off of my phone right now. Uh, and so I apologize that I, I can't be uh, uh, visible via camera. Evening prayer begins on page 21. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 66 on page 417. O be joyful in God, all ye lands. Sing praises unto the honor of his name. Make his praise to be glorious. Say unto God, How, O oh, how wonderful art thou in thy works! Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies bow down unto thee. For all the world shall worship thee, sing of thee, and praise thy name. O oh, come hither, and behold the works of God, how wonderful he is in his doing toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land, so that they went through the water on foot, there did we rejoice thereat. He ruleth with his power forever. His eyes behold the nations, and such as will not believe shall not be able to exalt themselves. O oh, praise our God, ye peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Who holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to slip. For thou, O oh God, hast proved us. Thou also hast tried us like as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the snare, and laidest trouble upon our loins. Thou sufferest men to ride over our heads, 
we went through fire and water, and thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. I will go into thine house with burnt offerings, and will pay thee my vows, which I promised with my lips, and spake with my mouth when I was in trouble. I will offer unto thee fat burnt sacrifices with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks and goats. O oh, come hither, and hearken, all ye that fear God, and I will tell you what he hath done for my soul. I called unto him with my mouth, and gave him praises with my tongue. If I incline unto wickedness with mine heart, the Lord will not hear me. But God hath heard me, and considered the voice of my prayer. Praised be God, who hath not cast out my prayer, nor turned his mercy from me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the second verse of the fourth chapter of the book of Isaiah. In that day the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and appealing for those of Israel who have escaped. And it shall come to pass that he who is left in Zion and remains in Jerusalem will be called holy, everyone who is recorded among the living in Jerusalem. When the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and purged the blood of Jerusalem from her midst by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning, then the Lord will create above every dwelling place of Mount Zion and above her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory there will be a covering, and there will be a tabernacle for shade in the daytime from the heat, for a place of refuge, and for a shelter from storm and rain. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the sixth verse of the first chapter of the book of Acts. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. 
Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication, with the women, and Mary the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who has built thy church upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ being himself the head cornerstone. Grant us so to be joined together in unity of spirit by their doctrine, that we may be made an holy temple acceptable unto thee, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, Amen. Good evening to all. A couple of brief thoughts about our lessons for tonight. The uh, lessons for tonight are for the eve of the feast day of St. Simon and Jude. Um, and with this celebration of these two apostles, we round out the year's observance of celebrations for all, all of the apostles. We've celebrated all the apostles, all the evangelists, um, the uh, and, and other, you know, uh, St. John the Baptist, the Virgin Mary, 
uh, and all the feasts of our Lord. And so the only feast remaining after this one, um, before we get to Advent, um, is going to be the, um, the major prayer book feast before Advent is going to be All Saints Day, um, which is going to be coming up here in a few days. Um, the, the theme that's focused on with this feast day is um, of, of the establishment of the church. And uh, the collect for tonight is telling in that, um, you know, it, it envisions, as does the book of Revelation, the apostles um, being the foundation stones of the uh, new city of Jerusalem. That's why there's 12 um, precious stones that are the foundations of the city of God. Um, and this being um, this being uh, all three of our lessons tonight being um, sort of commentaries on the establishment of that great restored city of God, um, which the earthly Jerusalem always was an image of, a mirror of, but uh, oftentimes an imperfect and distorted mirror of, um, because it was continually given to um, distortion and, I, and idolatry and injustice, which the prophets bore ample witness to. Um, in Psalm... In Psalm 66 tonight, we uh, we get a hymn of um, that praises God's faithfulness to bring the people out of Egypt through the wilderness, across the Jordan River, and into the Promised Land, um, which is what the visual imagery of the poem indicates. And it's about the establishment of the people and a prayer that God would uphold them and preserve them as that people in that place. And we know from reading the history of, of that people, as, as we've been tracking through it with morning prayer this uh, over the last few months, that there was uh, very much um, that things were non-ideal um, uh, in the promised land, that there were plenty of, of times when um, the people did not um, honor the covenant and when they um, incurred judgment upon themselves to the increasing fragmentation um, of the people, first from uh, the, 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 the kind of tribes settled in their places that had an uneasy relationship to each other. Then, of course, the splintering of the ten kingdoms to the north with you know, Judah and the south. And then you had, of course, the, the exiling of the northern kingdom. And then finally, the captivity of the southern kingdom and an uneasy restoration that came after it that was, that was always seen as imperfect. A question that looms at the time of Jesus is, when is God going to like he promised in Isaiah, going to restore the city of God and restore thus uh, at, from the heart outward the land um, that, uh, that requires his presence in the midst of it to uh, be at peace and to be unified um, and to thrive. Um, and so as we, you know, as we end the Old Testament, uh, we, we are still asking that question because even though Jerusalem gets built back to a degree and even though the temple gets built back to a degree after the um, captivities, uh, the glory of the Lord does not um, come down and, and dwell upon that temple in the way that it had with the temple of Solomon. Um, and so the question becomes, what does this mean? Um, and what are we to do now that things have not gone back to the time before the great calamity? And so by the time we get to the, um, the lesson from Acts tonight, after Jesus's resurrection, um, and at the brink of his ascension, we get the, the disciples asking, okay, Lord, is now going to be that time that the glory of the Lord returns to the temple, that the um, filth of the city, which they interpreted to be the, um, the kind of foreign Roman occupiers, are they going to be purged from our midst finally? And are we going to be finally free 
um, to 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 be the to, to be that people again. Um, and Jesus doesn't answer that question directly. He sends them back to Jerusalem to wait and pray, um, and and then says that they would be endowed with power from on high. Um, and so there, you know, it has the same kind of language of that kind of consecration of that temple again. And so they eventually return um, with this kind of cryptic message from the two um, angelic messengers in white there who say in the same, in the like manner that you saw the Lord Jesus ascend into heaven, you will, he will descend. Um, and so as they go back to Jerusalem, we know of course that after 10 days of prayer together um, the, as the apostles and all the disciples pray together there in the upper room in Jerusalem, that, that the spirit of God descends as in the days of Solomon's temple, but upon that fellowship who is gathered there to pray. And so the looking at all these images together, we see that the Lord has established his temple again, except this time, rather than it being made of stones, it is now made of people um, and a fellowship of people. And the Lord dwells among them and the glory of the Lord hovers above them as a, as a, you know, a cloud by day and a fire by night. Um, and so this is, uh, this is what we're meant to take from this is that the, it is the sort of the apostolic church and that by that I mean that the church that is the fellowship of the apostles and the disciples with our Lord at their center, uh, that is the that is what the new people of God are. That is what the people of God were always destined to become and toward which everything else was pointing. Um, and so it is not the fulfillment that was anticipated, but it is the fulfillment that God intended and that he shaped all the events leading up to it to uh, to point toward. And so as we, we look at that tonight, as we round out this feast day, as we approach this feast day, it's worth remembering that as we celebrate these last two of the apostles um, and, their, and, their, and, and commemorate them tomorrow, that we, uh, that we remember that we are living members as well of that church that in our lesson tonight was founded. Um, and that as Jesus indicates in his uh, high priestly prayer before his crucifixion in John's gospel, um, and combining that with the the, the angelic messengers' uh, words to the disciples tonight, uh, we should expect the return of the Lord Jesus to be like his ascension. And so, as he comes down again, um, as he comes to get, he will he will come to his apostolic people. He will come to his apostles, and then, as he says in that high priestly prayer, all those who come to know the Father through them, as they as they had come to know the Father through him. And so there is this, this binding together in unity. This is why St. Paul will say in Thessalonians that when the Lord comes, he, he will gather all of the faithful to himself. Um, and this is starting with the apostles and then to all those who believe in the, in the word of their message. Um, and so tonight, you know, we give thanks that we have seen the glory of this, um, this people of God revealed in the in the persons of the 12 apostles, but then also that we have been um, grafted into their fellowship through baptism so that we can expect to see the Lord face to face as they saw the Lord face to face and that we are the temple of God now. And so it calls us to act as such, which is why we gather to offer our prayers this evening. And with that, we will turn to page 590 for our closing intercession. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, 
and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining in tonight, and thanks to Aaliyah, my co-leader. Hope you all have a wonderful evening. Thank you very much. Have a good evening.